0: All right, welcome everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller, and this is our Monday morning tribe call. It's also, if you're here in the state of Utah, it's Pioneer Day, kind of a big deal over here. A lot of people are gearing up for the day's festivities. There will be fireworks and and celebrations and lots of other things. Uh, so if you're if you're in the good state of Utah, uh, enjoy enjoy your your day and uh, take take a good good respite. Um, so excited for today's call. And uh, before I get Started down the rattle hole too far. I want to make sure that we've got our our guest on today. Amy Walker, are are you on today? Amy, if you're on, just go ahead and say say hi. Let's see here. Maybe maybe she's jumping on. Well, I'll go ahead and get some uh, announcements out of the way uh, as we've got quite a bit to talk about today. Let me go ahead and pull up some of our announcements here. Uh, bear with me for just a moment.
1: Hello, this is Amy. Hey,
0: Amy, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Oh, good. So great to have you on the call today. We're just going to take care of some announcements real quick, and uh, and then we'll just jump into it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let me... Uh, pull up our announcements here for today, everybody. First of all, of course, you all know we've got Limitless coming up this week. Uh, Limitless is starting on Thursday this time. Oftentimes you know that it's a Wednesday through a Friday. Uh, This month it's Thursday through Saturday. So make sure you've got that correct in your calendars. This month is also a very special Limitless for a number of different reasons. We've got our our Limitless book signing that's going to be happening. This is kind of the red carpet event for uh, for the launch of the Limitless book. Uh, the book signing will be on day one at Limitless uh, at 8 a.m., so it's the 27th at 8 a.m. Uh, there's going to be a free book for everyone who comes, so everyone that uh, registers and shows up is going to get a, a copy of the book. So, um, and just make sure they're there. Make sure that they're early uh, to go through that. We're, we're expecting great, great turnout. Uh, so, really excited about that. Uh, we're also, everyone that comes is going to be a lightning breakthrough certification course. Uh, this is, you know, a lot of people have been asking. Uh, what they can do to take this type of breakthrough home. And without having to go through our entire full-fledged certification process, this is going to be a a lightning breakthrough certification uh, and really helping people to take the beauty of Limitless and what we provide with Belief belief Breakthrough into their own homes and into their circles. So this is a huge opportunity. So everyone that's going to be there is also going to get that. Uh, I do want to mention Costa Rica that we have coming up. Uh, Costa Rica is about 75, a little over 75 years old now, and we're still about uh, about you know four and a half months out. Uh, we've got an amazing committee who's masterminding some of the most amazing fun coming up this December at the Costa Rica uh, event. So if you haven't signed up yet but you want to go, you're definitely going to want to um, get on that immediately. Uh, if you are considering coming, just make sure that you get your deposit in immediately, and you want to contact support at LimitlessMentor.com, or you can call 801-691-0375 uh, for our customer service, and they can help you with that. We had our Limitless Youth Academy this past week, and uh, from what I saw, the reactions, uh, the, the experiences that people were having, I mean, it was just a tremendous youth event. Had a good turnout over there, and just some powerful, powerful moments with those that were able to attend that. And uh, so thank you for all who who served at that event and participated, uh, that's something that we're looking forward to doing again. Uh, Let's see, make sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, um, we do have several other events that are coming up. Um, So if if you'll go on to LimitlessMentor.com, for example, we've got our Limitless Marriage Makeover, our Limitless Mentor Academy, our Wealth Intensive, all of those events you can find on LimitlessMentor.com. These are all coming up in the next 90 days. And uh, it's something you definitely want to want to take a look at. Chris and I are are also uh, coming together. Uh, we're getting very involved in exploding our limitless real estate community, and uh, we're partnering with people right now. Chris and I, uh, and doing deals. And you can reach out to me or to find out more about that, or just uh, can enroll in one of the upcoming uh, wealth academies. We'd love to talk to you about that. And uh, with that, I want to go ahead and switch gears now. We've got an amazing individual here on on call with us today. Uh, This person, Amy Walker, is just a wonderful, wonderful uh, individual. Amy's an executive business coach. She's a professional speaker and author, and, of course, the CEO of Amy Walker Consulting. Uh, She's extremely gifted with understanding people and how to get them to shift to increase productivity and utilize their talents to really complete uh, their company objectives. Um, that skill set shows up in her leadership strategies, her sales scripts, as well as her marketing campaigns. And many of you are aware, because we've been talking about it for the last several weeks, about uh, her amazing giveaway that she's never given away before like this. And we're really excited to have her at this month's Limitless uh, speaking to us, helping us understand how we can not only, you know, be expert in what we're doing, but be able to market that appropriately so that other people can see that expertise uh, and with that, I'd love to, to bring you on. Amy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, our pleasure. So good to have you on the, on the call today. And, um, you know, here at Limitless, we work a lot on this idea and concept of belief breakthrough. And belief breakthrough is one of those vital key points, I, I think, for anyone who's looking to overcome uh, their current set, sets of limitations uh, and move, move beyond I think one of those next steps once people begin to get out of their you know th- those limiting beliefs and start to move beyond that and create uh, new more empowering beliefs for themselves is this idea of okay now that i'm now that I'm working on my mind and my mindset, how do I translate that into into something tangible? How do I translate that into a monetary or financial increase because uh, that's one of those those natural progressions, so if you're mm-hmm. changing your thoughts, but your income is increasing. You know what's what's the missing piece?
1: I love that question, and I want to share a little bit about my um, my background as well that uh, that will help yeah. kind of illustrate this point. So, you know, we went from being um, bankrupt and uh, figure every month figuring out how far you can go behind on paying the electricity bill before they shut it off, and it was <laughs> just real financial struggle and trying to take care of our kids and trying to pay bills until, you know, when I look at it now, we have a million-dollar business. And that happened in a relatively short period of time once the money started flowing in. But there was a few years in there during the mindset shift where the money was still not flowing in yet. And it would have been really easy to doubt or to get discouraged and to look at it and go, well, this just isn't even working because – you know, I'm I'm doing the mindset pieces, I'm creating, you know, I'm in my mind I'm identifying these limiting beliefs and I'm changing and, and I feel different on the inside, but when I look around the outside, it's not there yet. And so I think there's a couple pieces that you need to look at, and I don't know if any of you can relate to that story, or if not you, probably some of your um, team members and probably some of your clients where you go through the internal process first, and it feels better. And that's, I think, step one, is you've got to get to the point where you feel hopeful again and where you see possibility again and where you're not so blinded by the right here, right now. Now, the challenge, and I think this is the gap that people experience, is a lot of times, because they feel better, they stop pursuing what's actually out there. And instead, they stay in this space of it just feels really good. And I call it the place of possibility, and I always encourage my clients not to stay there for very long, and that's going to sound funny, like, well, why wouldn't you want to stay in that space where everything's possible? The problem is when everything's possible, nothing is done, right? Like, everything's possible. We can. I, I am such a good visualizer. I can visualize my goals, and I can feel the emotion around it, and I can be in this space Base of just it feels so good, it's full of endorphins, but I haven't actually created anything. I haven't actually produced anything. And so my visual that I like to use is that you know, there is a flow of money. And if you picture a river of, of just wealth that flows through, there's one of two ways that you can access that money. One is you can either go and jump into it, which means you go and you get a great job. And you work in the job, and you work your way up, and you're in that flow of somebody else's money. Or the other thing you can do is you can build a canal to bring it to you, and that's entrepreneurship and business ownership. So for me, my, my progression went that first I had to get my mind straight. I had to get my beliefs straight. I had to really adjust, and I don't like the term necessarily fix myself because I think it's less figuring out that we're broken and fixing ourselves and more tapping into what's truly powerful about us. And so I had to tap into that first. But that progression took me, if I'm going to be honest, from the time I realized that I had some really, uh, that I had some thinking that was really hurting my progression until the time where I felt good, that was probably two years on its own. Then the next thing that I did was I worked with another company. So I jumped into their stream. They already had a river flowing, so I just jumped in. And I did that for another three years. And during that time, I built wealth through working inside of someone else's system. And then it was time for me to create my own canal and try to channel the money to me. And that's where business ownership really comes in. And business ownership is not all mindset There's three things that go into making your business ownership work and to making your business fully functional. It's your mindset, which is absolutely critical. And um, I'm telling you, when I have a a business owner that comes to me and their mindset is a mess, I know it's going to be a longer journey to fix everything else. When I have someone that comes to me and they are mentally and they are emotionally prepared, I'm like, oh, we can rock this out quick. We can make things happen really fast when we've got that piece in place. So that's critical. Um, but the second two pieces are your skill set and your activity. Um, and so when we're looking at building a business, we've got to get all of those pieces in place. When I started my company, I didn't know how to build a marketing strategy from scratch. Um, I pretty much when I started, I knew how to speak. I was a great speaker. I was great at coaching, and um, I was great at sales. And that was it. I had those three strengths. But I didn't know how to set up a financially viable business I didn't know how to build systems. Um, I didn't know all the ins and outs of hiring and understanding when to hire and how to hire. And so what I love doing with business owners is taking those business owners who they already have adapted that mindset and they already understand what it's going to take to be successful, and then I can come in and I can help them with their skill set, with their systems, with their structure, and then they have to go to work. <laughs> so. My question for each of you and what I would really look through is if you or the people that you're working with, they feel better, you know, they've gone through that initial transformation where they can see the world clearly again. It's like they woke up, you know. If it was the matrix, they took whatever pill allows you to wake up. I've only seen that movie like once and it scared me. I don't like scary fighting movies, but it's that concept of like I just woke up and now I can see the world again and I can see possibility. Well, the next thing you have to decide is how are you going to channel the money to you? Because money, as much as we would love for it to just float naturally to us, it is floating all around us. There's wealth everywhere. But the key is you have to create a channel that gets you to it. So either you have to find an existing stream of money and jump into it by getting a job, or you bring it to you through entrepreneurship and through business ownership. And there's not a right way or a wrong way. Um, I think sometimes when we move into this enlightened space, we feel like it all has to come through one stream. And I will tell you that you know, the time that I spent working as an independent contractor inside of someone else's system for three years was so hugely helpful for me in being able to get the flow of money coming through so that it allowed me to be able to move into really launching my own business and my own platform. So um, that was probably a long answer to that question, but that's kind of how I view it. You've got to create the channel for the money to actually make it to you. It's not just about having the Enlightenment experience, that's step one. And then step two is you got to build the channel for the cash.
0: I love that, Amy. And you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but I'd love for you to share maybe your story with us of how you went from a struggling mom and wife to the owner of a, of a million-dollar company.
1: Well, I'd love to say it was fast and pain-free and easy all <laughs> the time. It was actually, it was this progression and this journey. And, um, you know, I, I got my start in entrepreneurship when I was, gosh, I had just had my first baby. It's funny because when I go back to Utah and I see people who I've known before, they're like, oh, you've lost weight. And I just say, no, I'm just not pregnant. That's what it is because <laughs> I had five babies during that time of figuring out how to do business. But I started when my first was um, about three months old and I experienced some success. But for me, I was, I was, very much did not have the mindset piece together. And so my success was um, like a roller coaster. It was up, it was down. It was up, it was down. It was good, it was bad. It was there, it wasn't there. And I constantly felt this feeling of chasing money. I felt like I had to work so hard just to get money. I honestly was working two or three times harder than most people just to get what they Kind of seemed to get easier, and I couldn't understand this. It was like, why is this so much more? Why am I having a different experience than what it appears other people are having? And so I went digging, and I went on the journey of trying to um, adjust my thinking and uncover all those limiting beliefs that I had. You know, one of my big ones was I I love being a mother, and I believe that mother is my divine assignment. And I had this belief that it was okay for me as a woman and as a mother to work for my family to get by, but it wasn't okay for us to work to get ahead. And if you think about how broken that belief is, that means it's okay for me to work 60 hours if we're starving, but it's not okay for me to work 30 a week for us to be wealthy and to be able to contribute and to be able to give back. Such broken thinking. And so I had to really dig in and find all these things that I had inherited from my family or from my upbringing or from just, you know, influences in the community and the world around me, and i uncover them. And when I started to uncover them, that was when, you know, I went through a couple more years where it was still a struggle, but it was like I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I realized that if I could just continue on this path, that everything would come together. So I spent um, three years working for another large training company in Utah for Three Key Elements, and I helped them build their sales team and helped them create some pretty massive growth. I, I feel like my gift in life, my true gift, is I'm a catalyst. And so when somebody brings me into their organization, um, like whether it's as a consultant or I'm coaching or whatever, I can create, I can help you drastically increase the speed at which you grow so I was able to do that for three key elements and I loved the experience of being with them and working with them and then it came the day when it was just time for me to go I was pregnant with my fifth son Um, we were it was just you know, the, the inspiration comes. It's time for you to go. It's time for you to do your thing. And I was truthfully not excited. I was terrified. I was like, what are you talking about, God? I am supposed to be going on maternity leave. Have you heard of maternity leave? This baby is coming in six weeks, and this is not the time for me to be going and building a business. I don't even know how to do everything I'm supposed to do. And so I um, reluctantly, but still did, I answered the call and I jumped into the inspiration. And for a year, I worked really hard. I felt like um, some kind of a beast of burden, like an ox with you know, just with my head down, just plowing and plowing and plowing. And I built systems and I built infrastructure. And where a lot of people that first year in business, they focus on um, their look and their brand and their image and appearing like they have a lot of followers. I didn't. I focused on building systems. I focused on marketing. I focused on sales. I focused on delivery. And so I really focused on that structure, that infrastructure of my business. And I remember at about nine months in, I was like, I looked up, and I looked around, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I have a functioning company here!" Like we were producing, you know, ten to twelve thousand a month in sales. Um, we finished that first year at one hundred and ten in sales for the year. Um, the next year, I focused on increasing my team, and the next year we did four hundred and forty thousand in sales, and we've just consistently created really steady maintainable growth. It took us three years and three months to do our first million in sales. And we are um, now it's been about a year and a half to create the second million in sales. And next year we will probably do a million in sales all, all on its own, just that one year. And what I found is that most people are not willing to go through that season of just putting your head down and working really consistently. And um, and building structure, they want to do the fun parts of their business, right? Like we all love speaking on stage. I cannot wait to hang out with you all at Limitless because that's my fun space—playing on stage and teaching classes and workshops. Oh my gosh, so fun! But it wasn't all the fun stuff that actually built the structure for me. There's quite a lot of infrastructure that goes in to building the company. And I know, I know you guys have seen this with Limitless as well, like the events are amazing. But if you think about everything that has to happen up to the point where you walk into a room full of people, there's a lot of pieces that go into place. So what I love to do with companies is really help them come in and build that infrastructure so that their business can be solid. The other, um, other mistake that a lot of people make that I actually was very fortunate to avoid was I, I didn't build my company so that it would only work for me. And a lot of entrepreneurs do that. They, they start their company and they think, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and they end up building a company where they are required in every area of their business. And I frankly couldn't do it. So there were two really good things I had going against me and for me when I started this company. Number one was I had a brand new baby. I had an 18-month-old, and I had three little elementary school boys and a husband who was in full time school full-time and was working full-time. So I had to get support from the beginning, or it wasn't going to happen. So from the very beginning, I was like, what would it take for me to be able to hire somebody to help, help with this part of the business? What would it take for me to be able to get somebody that's selling for me? And so I was constantly thinking, how can I create a company instead of how can I do this all myself? There was no way I was going to do it all myself. And then the other thing was, we could not survive without me making money. And this idea that it's a, you know, that you can Be in business and not making money is so foreign to me because I never had that opportunity. I had to make money the entire time. My whole experience in business, it was because my family needed me to bring in income. And so I see sometimes entrepreneurs that get stuck in the space of they love so much what they do that they don't hold themselves accountable to whether or not it makes money. And I don't understand that because we couldn't – feed those kids if I didn't make money. Like, we couldn't pay our rent payment if I didn't make money. We would not have bought our dream house if it wasn't for me making money. Um, we wouldn't have money for these kids to go to college and missions and pay their band fees. I mean, they're expensive kids. You know, we wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for my business holding making money. So I really have always held myself highly accountable for not just enjoying the journey and the experience, which I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. But also making sure that it works. And I really feel like if you are inspired in what you feel called to do, then that inspiration also comes with a responsibility to make sure that it works. And it doesn't always work right the first time. And, I'm, you know, we could ask um, Steven and Chris, and they would both have their own stories of this where they would go, oh, yeah, you know, we got the inspiration. We tried this. That didn't work, but it led us to this next point where we figured it out and now it's working and now it's flowing. That's just part of that creation process. You've got to give yourself space to try and space to adjust and space to figure out. And so for me, you know, I am a, I'm a lifelong learner. I am constantly investing in my education and figuring out how can I learn to do this better, but I am a, a very dedicated implementer. And once you teach me something, you better believe that is going to show up in my business in a very short period of time. It may not show up exactly the way that you do it, But if you teach me a new skill in my business, it will be implemented, and we will make that happen because it's that process of education and implementation where it actually starts to work and starts to produce for you. And so I don't know where everyone's at in their journey. You're probably all at different places, and you've got team members and clients who are in even different places than you. But I think we just need to be patient with the progression, but also make sure that we're lining up the right pieces, to be in our puzzle because I I needed the mindset pieces first. I needed the belief pieces first. And then I just needed some good skills. Like I needed marketing. I needed sales. I needed system building. I just needed to understand what that process looked like to build a fully functional company. And I'll tell you, when all those pieces come together, the natural result is that business works and it works well. And so that's what I'm really excited to be able to bring to the Limitless community because you guys have some pieces that I think you do better than anybody else does. And I'm excited to get to bring in some of my pieces that I think you'll go, oh, I get this. This is this is a missing link. This is a piece. Now we're going to be able to go to whatever comes next. So I'm just excited to be there and to get to contribute.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. You know, I love what you said. You talked about uh, – you know, this is this was something that happened over time for you. It was definitely a progression. And I think that's important for all of our listeners to understand. I mean, so many individuals that are now coming into a little or even the ones that have been here for a long, long time, um, you know, you get into this space of abundance, kind of like you said, and all of a sudden the world's your, your oyster and you want everything now and you want to learn how to manifest immediately. And, and all of that, I think, comes up at times. But what do you feel like you did to mentally prepare for that steady incremental growth. Um, Can you talk to that a little bit?
1: You know, that is, I love that you said steady incremental growth because I'm going to be really transparent with all of you on this call. Um, God knows me and he knows that I don't do frantic and I don't do chaos, and so he blesses me with steady incremental growth. It does not mean that it can't go faster for other people, but when you have this huge influx, of um, abundance that comes your way, you also have to be prepared to manage it. And so for me, I love that you pointed out, steady, incremental. That is the name of my game because that's the way that I like to receive it. It's what works well for me. It's where I'm at my highest level of peace and where I'm at my highest level of good. I could create things faster than I do, but it would be stressful to me. And I, I like that steady, manageable growth. So if you're listening and you're like, but I want fast, rapid, crazy growth. You can have that too. They both exist out there. You choose your path, and then you get to manage other ends of it. And so um, for me, what I did to really prepare myself for that steady, incremental growth, um, I have some things that I have been doing for years that are just so ingrained. Um, I'm a big journaler, so every day – well. Every day that I'm on my game, which is most of the time, but not 100% of the time, um, I do spiritual journaling. So I write letters to Heavenly Father, and then I sit there and I write back everything that he says to me. Um, I have abundance exercises that I do that whenever I start to feel scarcity, which, by the way, for me, scarcity shows up not in terms of money first, but in terms of time First thing is, I start feeling scarce with time, and then I start. Then it transfers to money. So whenever I feel scarcity with time, I um, start counting leaves on trees, <laughs> or start counting blades of grass, and I just remind myself that abundance is the way that our earth was created, and it is the law by which we operate. And everything that God created is abundant. And so for me, you know, I I look at that and I just give myself reminders of abundance. Um, I also uh, do exercises every night before I go to bed to make sure that I'm like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically grounded and balanced. Um, I find the things that scare me, and I, I look at them, and then I move through them. So a lot of times we don't want to see the things that scare us. But because, you know, it's scary. Why would we want to look at that? I like to find the things that scare me. I like to find the thoughts that have been buried deep inside of my, um, my mind for a long, long time that are keeping me stuck because the minute I find it, then I can be free to really um, move forward. I attended workshops and seminars. I read books. I mean, I did all the things that you guys are doing. And, and I think everyone does these in a little bit different ways, But one of the big lessons for me that I had to learn, and I would say this is probably one that's even been clicking into place over just the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, is um, that it's not all or nothing. And I lived by, I have such an all or nothing personality. Like we are either doing P90X or we are not working out at all we are either um, eating 100% healthy, or if I mess up, then you know I might as well just go to Krispy Kreme and load up on donuts. I mean, I have this very all-or-nothing side to my personality, and I had to really let that go and release the idea that it's either perfect or it's not, and just embrace journey. You know, my business is stronger today than it was a year ago. Um, my business is stronger, was stronger a year ago than it was the year before. I am stronger today than I was yesterday. And, and I might tomorrow be less strong than I am today, but over the course of time, um, one of the things I tell my clients all the time is that businesses are not made or broken in a day, a week, a month, or even a year. It's the consistent effort that you take with time. And I am in business for the marathon, not the sprint, and so I remind myself of that, like, hey, this is a marathon. This growth journey, this lasts my entire life. And so if I'm not perfect today, that's okay because I'm progressing. And and give me enough time and I will get there.
0: I love that. I love what you said. I'm in business for the marathon, not for the sprint. And, and again, coupling that with this, with this idea that, for some people, the steady incremental is great for others you can see that explosive growth It really just depends on on you and your ability to handle to incorporate uh, to kind of ride ride and move with the wave as it as it comes um, I really appreciate that so you know I think there's a most most people like I said before, once they get to a certain point of you know without you know, for lack of a better term, once they get to a certain point of enlightenment. You know, once they've they, they have cleared their, their mental space and they're, they're ready to create and they're ready to receive. Um, what, what advice would you give them as they're looking to create financial freedom?
1: I think that there are really, truly multiple ways to create financial freedom, and I think you need to be honest with yourself and figure out which one is right for you. Do you want to get a great job? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to learn how to invest? And those are really the three paths that I know of that are legal, ethical, and moral <laughs> to be able to create financial independence. And sometimes it's a combination of both. You know, so for us, our first level of financial freedom came through business ownership, and our second level is coming through investments. Um, but I think you need to educate yourself on uh, the different paths, the different options, and be honest about what works well for you. Um, and if you are going to go down that path of starting a business, which is what everyone thinks they want to do, you've got to understand what that really means and, and really commit to building a fully functional company um, because business ownership is no fun if it's struggling business, and it's not financial wealth if it's struggling business. So you've got to really commit to follow the path. Same thing with investments. You know, If you're going to um, not really educate yourself and not really put in what it takes for investments to produce for you, it's probably not the path for you. And um, So you've got to align yourself with a stream of income. Uh, there are so many ways that you can make money in this world, and you can make money doing things that you really love to do and that you find joy in. But you've got to be understanding Understanding what is required to make it work in each of those areas, and then just give it give it what it requires. Um, I I look at my business a lot like I look at my kids. I love my children, but they require certain things. I have to feed them every day, you know. I have to um, make sure that they have the clothes that they need. I have to pour love into them. I have to teach them. I have to train them. There are requirements. That come along with it, and when I stepped into parenthood, I stepped into all of that responsibility, and I embraced it. And so, when you step into business ownership or entrepreneurship or, um, you know, investments or a job, embrace all that goes along with it. I think as our society, we are too focused on the negatives that come along with it, and so we lose the joy in the journey. Do I love every single thing about my business? No. But I love my business enough to be willing to do the parts that are, or else delegate or hire someone else to do the parts that are just required. Same thing with my kids. Do I love every single part of parenting? Have you been a parent? There's a lot of gross things involved, right? (laughs) But I love the journey. I love the kids. And so I'm willing to give it the full experience.
0: That's great. So um, I I want to, maybe wrap up with one last question and even open it up to uh, our tribe here if they've got any questions for you for a few minutes. Um, But I just wanted to talk about what you're going to be covering this weekend. Give everyone kind of a sneak peek uh, about what you're going to be talking at Limitless this weekend.
1: So at Limitless this weekend, I am talking about – I'm doing my signature presentation. It's called CE Ownership. And what I'm teaching you is what is required uh, like what are the functionalities of a business to make a business really work? So I'm going to show you because a lot of times people just go, I I don't even know what I don't even know when it comes to my business. And so I'm going to show you what you should be doing in your marketing department. I'm going to show you what you should be doing within sales. What it looks like in fulfillment. What it looks like in um, leadership. You know, all the breakdown. There's seven different areas that I teach you about for what you should be doing in those different areas. And we're going to do some business analysis. So when you look at your business, you're going to be able to be very clear, okay, I see what it's going to take for me to move to the next level. So I'll give you some tips and strategies. Um, it's I'm very much a detail person. and so you will be able to walk out of that room with, like, a a very clear, detailed plan of what it's going to take to build the structure and the foundation for your company.
0: Awesome. And on top of the amazing uh, information you're going to be providing at Limitless, what are you also going to give to those who are in attendance?
1: So I'm giving away my Marketing Mastery Program. And um, when Stephen was saying, I've never given this away before, it's, very true. Like I really have never given this away before. Um, this was our best-selling product of last year, and we we're kind of doing a Disney Vault thing where we took it off the market this year, and so we're giving it to you guys. This is literally the only way anyone is going to get Marketing Mastery this year. So it's a six-module course on marketing that will teach you um, how to put together marketing campaigns, how to identify who you should target in your marketing campaigns. It's going to teach you um, about partner marketing, about content marketing, about social media marketing. And uh, really, from there, you just get to go and get started with consistent marketing. And business just, marketing is a requirement. It just really is. It's It's what feeds and brings new people through your business, and you always need those new people moving through. And one of the common things that I hear from business owners is, I just don't, you know, we need to increase sales. I I need to do more enrollments, but I just don't know who to work with. And whenever I hear that or they say, well, yeah, I'm willing to have the sales conversations, Amy, but I don't know who... I don't know who to have them with. My answer is always the same. I'm like, this is not a sales problem. This is a marketing problem. So you're asking the wrong question. You should not be asking who. You should be asking, what am I doing to market my business? Because when you're consistently marketing, you always have people to work with. There is always someone to close. There is always a lead that's coming in. And so it just shifts the flow of your business. So we're going to just teach you how to rock out your marketing.
0: I love that yeah I had a mentor say to me once, uh, you know if you want to be a great speaker, learn how to be a great marketer of a speaking business and I think mm-hmm. that, that goes that goes along with with every business. if you want to be good in your field, whatever that field is, become the best marketer so i'm I'm really excited for what you're bringing to the table and I, and I know it's going to be just tremendous value, so thank you so
1: much you're welcome. Uh,
0: Awesome. So what I want to do right now is we've just got a few minutes, and uh, I'd love to open it up. We've got it on Q&A mode right now. So if you've got any direct questions uh, for Amy about what she's been talking about today, uh, please chime in, press star six, and jump into the queue. Uh, Again, like I often will say, this is like a buffet. If you go home hungry, it's your fault. So, So jump on in, press star six for any questions here for Amy. We'll just let that populate here for just a minute.
1: Are they questionless?
0: Uh, it, it's, uh, maybe maybe you hit them with so much amazing information that they're just they're dumbfounded here.
1: <laughs> I can have a right. effect <laughs> where people are like so informed they don't even know what to do next. <laughs>
0: That's right. All right, looks like we do have uh, we've got one in the queue here. Let me go ahead and bring them on. Awesome. Uh, phone number ending in one six six seven. Who do we have? And you may be, you may be muted on your own phone.
1: Hi, this is Mary. Hi, hey, Mary. Hey, Mary,
0: how are you?
1: I'm good. Hey, I just wondered what you did to find your business partners instead of running your business yourself, and, and maybe what, uh, what were your obstacles or, or, or may, any advice along those lines of um, how did you find your business partners to run your business? Okay, so um, first of all, they're not business partners. They're team members for me. Um, And so that depends on different business structure. So like when you are in an environment where you're trying to recruit people in a downline situation, um, that's going to be a little bit different than how my structure is. So I'll tell you kind of what I did and then some tips for the other side as well. So... um, first thing I did was I had to get things structured enough that I could actually hire someone and they could be successful at doing it. And one of the things that was hard for me there is I am such a a visual person and I am the idea person. I am the visionary. I am the big thinker. I am the one with great ideas. I do not love finishing projects. I do not allow myself to go to Michael's or Hobby Lobby anymore because I'm the queen of unfinished projects. And that doesn't work well when you're trying to bring other people in because what happens is you're trying to bring someone in and you haven't even set up a place where they can succeed yet and they don't succeed. And so then hiring becomes very frustrating, and, and it's not an enjoyable experience. So the first thing that I did was I disciplined, and it took, oh my goodness, it took lots of discipline. I disciplined myself to be able to say, okay, I want my sales process to be so strong that I can hire somebody else to come in and sell for me, and it will work. And I want my marketing plan to be so solid that I can hire somebody else to come in and run the marketing and it will work. And so I made myself the strategist and then I created the strategy and the system and then I hired from there. And when I hire, I have a pretty specific process that I go through which I'm happy to share with you guys at Limitless, but we don't have time to now. Um, But I have a pretty specific hiring process that I go through to help me get the right people on my team. Now, on the team-building side, where you are bringing people in as kind of business partners, here's my best advice. Um, people, Every seed that you plant grows into something. And the biggest problem I see with recruiting is that they planted the wrong seeds. And so oftentimes, um, in a recruiting environment, they, you get a lot of people who are – they're excited about the events, right, but they're not excited about the work. And so usually if you trace that back and figure out what the conversation was like, what you really sold them on was a great event and a really fun experience and personal growth. And then you didn't come back through and sell the business opportunity with the same level of excitement as you sold the product opportunity. Um, or you get people who are what I call their um, big talkers but small walkers, <laughs> and you know, they talk like they're going to be the next most amazing person to break through, but they don't actually produce. And what happens with them is they were sold on the destination of where they could go with this business opportunity, but they weren't, there was never a clear picture painted of what the work would look like to get there. Um, and then you also have those dabblers, and they just kind of, they're in, they're out. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they bring guests, sometimes they don't, but they're very independ- undependable. And what the seed was that usually planted was planted for them is, it's just so amazing. You're going to find yourself naturally wanting to share with all your friends and family. I mean, you'll be going through this transformation, and people will be like, hey, I see you're going through transformation. What's going on? And just it will naturally come up in conversation. And so that's exactly what they do is they only pursue the things that naturally come up in conversation. So when it comes to team building, that's an issue of um, being – what I, what I do with my clients who are in kind of a, a structure that's a network marketing structure is I help them get really clear on who it is that they want to work with, um, create marketing campaigns towards that person, and make sure that their scripting is on point so that they're really setting themselves up. They're planting a seed that can grow into a really successful team member who wants to work alongside you and wants to build this business with you. And that way you don't feel like you are um, constantly scraping the bottom of the barrel of your contacts to see who has, who's not, how do how do I say it? Sometimes it's like, okay, who has nothing else going on that I think I could get an easy yes from? We don't want to do business that way, because then we end up with team members that we're not stoked to work with. Does that help, Mary? Yeah, no, that, that was really great, absolutely. Um, it helped for a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I was thinking more along the lines of, I just call them business partners but because I'm starting a business, and and I figured anybody who was involved would be a partner, but I get oh, what no. you're saying. Yeah, no, I no get that. you don't want to give up that much ownership and control in your company for sure. Right. You want to make sure, and what I will tell you, I don't know that we're going to have time to get into this at Limitless, but um, I'll just give you kind of a quick lay of the land. Um, there's different levels of hiring. So like your most expensive person to hire is a strategist. Your least expensive person to hire is an implementer. And so if you, a lot of times what new business owners do, they make this mistake and they're like, well, I don't know how to do marketing, so I'm going to hire a marketing firm. So they hire a strategist. And the challenge is that, you know, your $5,000 a month that you pay to the marketing firm is huge for your your business budget. But for them, you're their smallest account. And so I have had clients literally pay $5,000 a month to marketing firms and never get a sale from it, Um, whereas they could have learned the skill of marketing, put themselves in that position of marketing strategist, and hired an implementer to help them implement, post this here, this goes on this day, I need this email sent out here, this is what's happening. And they could have hired an implementer, for 950 to 1250 an hour depending on which markets you're hiring in across the US somebody who's working virtually as an independent contractor and they could have gotten 10 thousand times more <laughs> results from it cuz it's not hard to get 10 thousand times more results than zero but what i'm saying is if you understand how to hire you can make really wise decisions That's perfect Awesome yeah Thanks, All right, Mary. thank you, Amy. All
0: right, thank you so much. Uh, great question, Mary, and, and wonderful answers there, Amy. Um, anybody else? We've, got, uh, we've just got a couple more minutes here. Press star six to jump in the queue if you've got any questions for Amy Walker. Uh, this is a, an amazing opportunity to pick her brain just a little bit and uh, maybe get some answers to some business questions that you've been thinking of or you know, along the lines of marketing, how to better market your business. Go ahead and press star six. And and people may already be in in celebration mode here. You know, like I said before, <laughs> this, is, this is the 24th of July. It doesn't mean a whole lot around the nation, but here in Utah, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, so, so we're...
1: I know. It's holiday for you guys.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and we'll, we'll end the call there. Amy, I know that, uh, like I said, I'm so excited to have you with us. This weekend, it's going to be a tremendous event, and having you there is truly adding some amazing value uh, to what we're going to be already doing there. And I'm really looking forward to hearing you speak uh, and learning learning from you myself. Uh, so thank you for taking your time on the poll today with us and for for teaching us some amazing principles and things that we can begin implementing today. I'm really looking forward to having you this weekend.
1: Awesome. I'm excited to be there. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Amy.
1: Thanks. Bye. All uh, right.
0: Okay, everybody. Well, that ends our, our call for today, our tribe call. Uh, if this is your first time on the call, welcome. If You've been here many, many times before. Keep on coming back Monday mornings at 10 a.m. And uh, with that, I'd like to end with a massive I Am Limitless like we do at the end of these calls. I'm going to go ahead and over On the count kind of three, we want to hear a huge I Am Limitless. One, two, three. I Am Limitless. I Am Limitless. I am
1: Happy 24. 20-